I'm Kevin Libwood, joined by Andrew Page. We're from Theogen, and this is the Bioinformatics Lab podcast. And today, we're going to be discussing the Terra platform, a resource we've taken a, a huge liking to. It's been really a, a critical resource in, in our uh, you know, aim to distribute bioinformatics resources to laboratories near and far. And there's, there's a ton to talk about it. Andrew, you've more or less recently been introduced to Terra. So I'm sure you've got a couple of questions that can kind of seed our conversation a little bit uh, that I can uh, help to to provide some context. Absolutely, yeah. I guess this will just be me learning about Terra and just asking you questions, you know, that I should Fair. know myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm more used to things like Galaxy and, uh, yeah. and Nextflow and on the command line or whatever. So, uh, you know, Terra, how does it relate to public health? I thought it was more of a cancer platform. Yeah, that's fair. And even like talking about those other resources, you talked about Galaxy, NextFlow, and I think you mentioned one other. Uh, and in your general experience, you using these resources at the command line. So I think that's a that's probably a big change worth, worth uh, discussing or highlighting is that this isn't a command line tool. It's a graphic user interface. It's a web application that gives users access to bioinformatics tools. So it really focuses on the analysis side as opposed to maybe the developer side when we're thinking about really technical practitioners that are interacting with resources at, uh, at the command line. And this was, I think, you know, before we started adopting it for public health, it was primarily utilized in, in institutions like the NIH in the US and in a lot of cancer genomics, a lot of the papers you'll see that highlight Terra, especially before uh, 2020, focus on exactly this area of research, because I think in, in their field, similar to ours, there was a lot of practitioners who needed a bioinformatics analysis, but maybe didn't have, you know, the card carrying bioinformatics scientists uh, in house. And that's the exact situation a lot of public health laboratories are in. They get, they're starting to generate these data, and they need an ability to routinely analyze these uh, types of information without necessarily needing to be expanding their workforce or expanding their, their their infrastructure. And most of which, most of lab, those laboratories may not even have that option in front of them to expand their workforce, expand their infrastructure, but they still need the bioinformatics capabilities. So um, uh, in, in some of our collaborations with the Massachusetts uh, Department of Health, we were introduced to the Terra platform because of their collaboration with uh, uh, the Broad Institute. So Terra platform, uh, developed and sustained by the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard, along with some collaborative efforts with Microsoft and Verily Life Sciences. Um, and it offers exactly this. It, it's this portal to these resources that uh, aim for the usability, the early adoption. And, you know, I'm not teaching somebody how to use command line tools and how to navigate a, a Linux directory structure. Rather, I'm showing someone how to use a website, right? So, uh, you know, stealing a phrase, I think this was from Chris Benton in New Hampshire of, you know, laboratorians, they need to know what time it is, not how, you know, not how the watch works. And I thought that was a perfect phrase of they yeah. need to be able to do the analysis. They don't necessarily need to know how to write the WIDA workflow or how to write the next flow workflow. So that's what Terra is. It's it's this interface that abstracts all the technical underpinnings of the, you know, CLI tools and things like that. And provides so, that uh, Kevin, Please. how much does this cost? Oh, it, it costs as much as the compute and data storage of the user. So to use Terra itself is zero cost. It's kind of get this model of bring your own billing account, right? And and even on that front, it's relatively negligible. You know, when you're looking at laboratories that are generating these types of data, it might be hundreds of dollars a sample, if not more, to actually generate the data. 
when you're looking at the compute cost for for the analysis and for the data storage, I mean, it, it's less than a dollar. Maybe, you know, if you want to get in, in the craziest volumes of single sample data, maybe it's two dollars, but it's a fraction of the cost. It's pipette tips, uh, you know, realm of, of uh, expenditures uh, relative to, to what's actually. But it is, uh, it is open source, isn't it? It is open source. It's uh, open access, so it's free to use. Everyone can utilize it. It's built off open source libraries. You know, actually recreating your own Terra instance may be a bit of a challenge because of how you know complex the coordination of things are. But it technically falls within the open source, you know, umbrella because everything is uh, out there and available for for laboratories to, mm -hmm. to use. And then everything, all the workflows we make available on the platform too. They're deposited to the Docstore repository. And all of which are linked to open source public GitHub repositories. So definitely, you know, falling in the lines of interoperability, um, transparency uh, through it from, you know, from end to end of the bioinformatics process. That's pretty awesome. Okay. So as a bioinformatician, I love just going to command line and just bashing stuff out, you know? Yeah. And because I know that I can, I know I want to map some data or, called some snips i can do that very easily but within terra it seems that you've just solved everything for me already so that i now i'm out of a job you know and uh <laughs> so how, how do why should bioinformaticians like me like this you know oh that's that's a great question we're working with a lot of public health so most public health labs don't have a bioinformatics scientist so even okay. even even the the problem you're describing is, is a great problem to have what do i do with my super technically proficient individual who's in my laboratory so for for most Public health labs, they don't they don't have that problem. They just need access to the, the Terra platform. But for the laboratories that we work with that do have a bioinformatics scientist, it expands their capabilities, absolutely expands their capabilities. Because what often happens is that one technical practitioner who can develop the workflows, they're also often the only one who has enough experience at the command line to run those workflows. So they end up becoming, or a laboratory maybe end up becoming dependent on that one technical developer who could be using their time to develop they're actually the only ones who can also analyze. So it, 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 so what it does for laboratories is it expands that individual's capabilities and in that they can write the workflows. We'll teach them how to write workflows. That's often the case is, um, you know, we'll, we'll show them how exactly to, to string these together. As I said, our workflows are open source. You can fork ours, make the modifications you feel are relevant. And then you can put this right into the hands of the, of the laboratory scientists uh, that maybe not have that technical capability. So that's where we've seen it the, the most useful is in those institutions that also have the card carrying developers. Those developers now are free to develop the next workflow. Or also, there's always going to be the instances too that it's helpful to have a technical practitioner, you know, in contact that you're in contact with to do sometimes the deep dive and troubleshooting. That's always going to be the nature of our job. Just given how many samples public health laboratories are, are processing, there's there's non-zero probabilities that there's going to be an error at any given time. And when you have the laboratories that can do routine work that 99% of the time they're able to produce the, the reports that they need to produce, that 1% of the time you might need to contact a bioinformatics scientist to dig in, figure out what's happening. The systems are so complex at this point that it's always useful to have somebody, um, either an external partner or internal, who is that card-carrying bioinformatics scientist that can dig in and, and see what exactly is happening. So can I throw like, you know, a thousand SARS-CoV-2 samples at it and it'll just kind of magically work? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. You can do exactly that. Because it's also, it's not, it's also, I would say it's the, 
it stands on the shoulders of other technical giants, innovation, innovative efforts across our field, you know, because it's built off of, in Terra at least, the workflow engine is Cromwell, which runs Whittle workflows, workflow development language uh, workflows. And, you know, through Cromwell and all that work, yeah, I got to remember exactly which one's which. Um, but through Cromwell, you know, they figured out the scaling, how to how to interact with GCP uh, resources like uh, Google Life Sciences and all the like to make that scalability pro possible. Everything that we're used to on the command line, um, that is already sort of embedded as a, as a feature of Terra in and of itself. So you can load the thousand samples, you can load one sample, and the, the Cromwell engine will figure out how to scale that, how to make the parallel processing per sample, uh, you know, spin up the Docker images in, independent of one another and all of that, all abstracted away from the user. You just load the samples, you hit analysis or you hit run and it'll it'll launch a thousand in the same way it'll launch 10. That's awesome because uh, often, you know, it's easy academically, you know, to do one or two samples, but, you know, when you try and do yeah. 10,000, everything goes to hell, you know, you, you break everything. And, and that, that was a big thing too, is that for a lot of laboratories, as I was mentioning, they there was no bioinformatics infrastructure. They didn't even have the the Linux laptop that you know sometimes laboratories are are dependent on. They didn't have anything. You know they they were only given the ability to generate the sequencing data, and then there was a lot of laboratories like okay now what? Um, and and then uh, what Terra offers is not only that user interface, but because it's based on GCP and then also now Azure, you have an infrastructure, a scalable infrastructure now at your disposal. Uh, and, and that's what happens in public health. You know, you, maybe you you have something a week or two, it's two or three or 10 samples. But then in, in you know, a pandemic, you're looking at thousands of samples per week, you know. Uh, and even just in outbreak events, if, if there's something critical happening, you're going to see that surge in uh, sequencing volume. You need something that's also dynamically scalable to meet the surge capacity computationally uh, for the analysis. And that's what Terra offers as well. You can scale up and scale down as as needed. That's mad. Like uh, in my previous role, like I had to plan like a year in advance, year and a half in advance to get money to then go and uh, buy hardware, get it commissioned. You know, it will be an 18 month process. You'd be thinking, how many terabytes do I want? How much computer do I want? How, what do yeah. I need them for the next five years? So you'd be buying years and years and years and years in advance and estimating and just, yeah. you know, you, you nearly be making up numbers at that point. You know, what was the curve been like before and what's the curve going to be like now? And yeah. just uh, getting physical hardware on site takes forever. And then you have all the extra things, you know, um, is there enough cooling in this room? Is there yeah. enough uh, electricity going to the racks? And all these other complications. And to be able to just kind of slap a credit card down and, you know, click go is, is yeah, pretty awesome. It, it, it's a nice uh, advancement of technologies. And so when laboratories are building their bioinformatics infrastructure, you know, there's some laboratories that have extant HPCs and they get to use that at their, that's already at their disposal and they've already solved a lot of those problems. But for laboratories that have not gone through that process of procurement, trying to, you know, predict how much uh, compute they'll need. And in that case too, you kind of have to, you have to build to the maximum capacity. So it, it can cost yeah. an insane amount. And then let alone the real estate, the personnel, the cooling, all these other pieces of infrastructure but you know what's even worse like a uh, mm. government will have money at times you don't need it so they'll have plenty yeah. of money coming up to the maybe up to the end of a billing period uh, yeah uh, budget period 
And you know you have to take it while it's available because next year yes. there may not be no, no money. And so you might be refreshing stuff maybe a year or two earlier than you need to. You might know yeah. this hardware can last seven years if it needs to, but actually you might refresh it at four years. And it's just, oh, you know, yeah. it's a really inefficient way of doing things. And we can spend episode on episode talking about government funding cycles <laughs> and the limitations <laughs> and restrictions people are under. Because I was put in that position too, uh, you know, in, in, in Virginia. But digressing there yeah. this helps to solve that infrastructure problem quite 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 uh solidly and it helps the people transition to the cloud in, in a really um accessible way because to transition your infrastructure to the cloud without something like terra it's like you, you're not we're not even talking about bioinformatics technical practitioners you're talking about cloud technical practitioners architects people who are well versed in gcp or azure aw yeah exactly wildly expensive. so cromwell um or rather the Broad Institute, they have a team of a massive team of developers in their data science platform, DSP, or data science program, I believe, um, who've already put in a lot of the hard work, who've consolidated a lot of the efforts, uh, then distributed the resource as a tool. So um, we, we lean on that. We, we take advantage of all the advancements they've made in the field. And it's been it's been fruitful. You know, at this point, we've we've worked with hundreds of laboratories I think, uh, you know, in our last estimates, it was right under 100. Over 90 uh, public health laboratories have adopted Terra as a platform for bioinformatics analysis, uh, doing millions of analyses a year uh, using these open source workflows. And, you know, I, I, I talk about that not, you know, in no way trying to be a pat on the back of like what we've done in all these things, but really just highlighting how this works. This is a model that that undeniably is is helpful for laboratories to gain access to bio, uh, bioinformatics uh, software. And, and you know, I've talked about this when I was at GMI, but and even in uh, an MGen article we published, you know, talking about Terra's use, uh, utility in public health, that Terra works because Terra is a is an idea brought to fruition in that idea of this open bioinformatics ecosystem that a term coined by Ali Black in her um, Nature Communications article, but I think is so apt because. Um, it hits all those required elements of pathogen genomics resources in that it is an easy to use portal to access these bioinformatics resources. We are built off a registry of containerized workflows uh, through DocStore. And then this ability to uh, transfer different uh, results from infrastructure to infrastructure because it's on the cloud, you know, export of these uh, reports become all that much more manageable. We can standardize everything. Um, and, and so we're, we're seeing the success of Terra because I think of how well it aligns to this idea of an open bioinformatics ecosystem. And just to clarify, this is not a, an advert for Tejan. You know, you can no. just get your credit card, set up a Google billing account, and then sign up yourself, you know, if you're, you're in, say, public health. And that's it. You know, you can watch free online videos and whatnot to learn how to do it. You don't need to hire a company like us. Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Um, no, no, absolutely. It, yeah, it think, don't tell Greg. <laughs> it's, open source. Like it, it's, the, it's a good ethos to have, and all you need is your billing account. Yeah, because, you know, Theogen, we're an industry partner there, but man, we came from public health. So we understand, yeah, our ethos is built off of people who live in public health, who, who were born, my career was born in public health. So that is our mission. And that's often, we get pumped when we see laboratories adopt this without even our, our intervention. There are many laboratories out there that are using these workflows that have never communicated to us. And maybe we'll meet them at a conference or something like, hey, man, we're using Theoproc on, on Terra. We've seen your your videos online. It's like, that's 
what we've been aiming for. So yeah, Terra has been an incredible tool. Hats off to our collaborators at DSP, Broad Institute, Microsoft, and, and, and all the like who've uh, put in the hard work and have been really responsive to, uh, to a lot of the feedback we've uh, been able to relay from the public health community and act and change the UI accordingly. Well, thank you very much for the conversation, Kevin. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Terra more throughout the podcast episodes, and I uh, will call it a day there. Absolutely. And if people are interested in, in learning more, though, we do have that article, Accelerating uh, Bioinformatics and Public Health Pathogen Genomics in Microbial Genomics, describing exactly this.